It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Tyler Hero has a grade two ankle strain. Not the best news, but definitely not the worst. And the Heat will be without Hero for most of November. But just how important has Tyler been for Miami's offense this season? And who is most likely to step up in his absence? We break it all down in today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Holbrook. Joining me as always, David Vermill. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com/slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. We're talking about Tyler Hero today. He was diagnosed with a grade two right ankle sprain and will be in a walking boot for 10 days and reevaluated in about two weeks. We'll get to Hero's impact on the Heat's offense and who needs to step up to replace him. But starting with the injury, considering how bad it looked at the time, David, this feels like good news. Oh, no doubt. I think we we got the best news possible even immediately after the game when we heard from Eric Spolstra that uh, x-rays were negative and came back clean in his words. Uh, indicating no break because that could have been season-ending ankle surgery or something mm-hmm. along those lines, or maybe a prolonged absence, even more prolonged. So to hear a grade two sprain, like obviously no laughing matter, and it's something serious that Tyler's going to have to continue to work through, but it's certainly much better than the worst-case scenario. And so yeah, I think it's absolutely good news, and it gives a clear timetable for Tyler to work through, to to come back, and for Miami to kind of step up in his absence. So the walking boot is for 10 days. That's Mm -hmm. a doctor saying, hey, keep this on for 10 days, and then we'll take this off. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. So that does not mean, for clarification, that he will be back in two weeks. It just means that he will be evaluated again. Uh, And even when when NBA teams release these injury uh, announcements, two weeks is like a rough estimate. If they feel like he's ready to be reevaluated the day before, the day after, what exactly would be two weeks, then they'll go ahead and do that. Two weeks from the MRI is Thanksgiving Day. So I have a feeling that he'll probably get reevaluated around Thanksgiving and maybe not even on Thanksgiving. But um, the, the Heat are going to be right in the middle of this, this road-heavy stretch, eight of their next nine games on the road. Um, they'll actually be, if let's say, they'll probably be in New York at that point preparing mm-hmm. for their back-to-back against the Knicks and then the Nets for the Friday after Thanksgiving and then the Saturday of that weekend. I, I don't see – let's say even Tyler Hero is, like, ready to go two weeks from now, roughly. 
doctor says, hey, you're cleared for game action. Go ahead. Have fun. I don't think that the Heat would bring him back for two road games on a back-to-back set in New York. At that point, they'd probably say, hey, work out at the facility. Get ready. Yep. We'll be home uh, for a game against Milwaukee on the 28th. And, David, that's the that's the game that I'm sort of like optimistically circling on my yep. calendar. November 28th, that's a Tuesday at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. Also happens to be the first or, or, the, or the final game of the in-season tournament uh, in terms of the group stage action. Yeah, so I, I agree. We were talking about it before we started recording, just looking at the schedule. It just seems like it makes sense. Like, Tyler's not going to travel with the team. Eight of the next nine games on the road, they're going to be gone. He might be there, depending on how he feels, when Miami comes back next Wednesday to take on the Brooklyn Nets at home. It's that one game that's sandwiched in between four games on the road, the next four games on the road, then that game in Brooklyn, against Brooklyn, excuse me, here in Miami, and then four more games on the road, including those two in New York that are on a back-to-back set. So I would not expect him to travel with the team. We'll see, you know, probably do some light work on the bike, things of that sort, just to kind of stay in shape, uh, some shooting drills, things of that sort, once he's able to walk around a little bit more comfortably. And he's got a family here. There's no reason for him to go traveling with the team at this yeah. point, as much as that is a bonding experience. Miami to take the MRI, yeah. so he's not going to go back to wherever they yeah. are. If it was a broken hand or something, but you don't want to be walking around these cities, you know, having oh. to walk up and down stairs and things of that sort. Or be it's on not, planes. I know they get like the fancy plans now, but even still, uh, you don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that game against the Bucks, that is, as you said, the optimistic best case scenario is that he would be able to come back. And that's if everything goes perfectly smoothly and he's able to continue Mm. his workouts and he's just back to full strength or as close to, and we won't know as we, who and I were talking about it as well. We were kind of just laying out the whole process, you know, they'll probably, after that back-to-back set in New York, they'll have that next Sunday, the 26th off. And they'll have a practice on the 27th, and we'll get some kind of update from Eric Spolstra. Again, best-case scenario. So there's that caveat to consider. Spo will say something to the effect of, like, Tyler did some light work. He was able to scrimmage with the team or something. Again, very evasive. That'll be a game-time decision for tomorrow night against Milwaukee. That's right. They'll have shoot-around the day of the, the game against Milwaukee. And then we still won't get any updates. Like, Tyler's progressing, something vague like that. And then when somebody asks him, is Tyler going to be in the lineup? So I can't tell you that. And he'll evade the question. Some poor Bucks beat reporter is going to make the mistake of asking Eric Spolstra if Tyler's going to be starting tonight. And Spolstra's going to glare at him, say, I'm not sure yet. He's going through treatment. It'll be a game time decision. And then we won't know anything until a half an hour before tip off when suddenly Tyler will be in or out of the lineup. Uh, and then he returns against the Milwaukee Bucks, the final game Perfect. of the group stage of the the, the in-season tournament. The Heat yeah. are, and the Bucks at that point are tied for, for the number one spot in their group. And Tyler Hero hits the game-winning shot over Damian Lillard, and everybody's happy. So that's the most optimistic, most rosy version of what that's happens here. Fantastic, he doesn't return right? I mean, in that game, though. Uh, the yeah. Heat have two more home games after that. Uh, Thursday, November 30th against the Pacers, and then December 2nd, that's a Saturday against the Pacers and sort of that baseball series thing. Then a game in Charlotte and then a bunch more games at home after that in the middle of December. Um, so, look, I think there's – that's sort of the, the the window, right, I would say, is that, that first game probably Milwaukee on November 28th to early December is probably what we're looking at in terms of a return for Tyler Hero, which, again, is way better than we thought. If it was something higher than a grade two, even a grade three sprain, that tends to be like four to six weeks. You yep. know, some and when you get higher and higher, we're talking about multiple months at that point. And so yep. th- for this to be a grade two and watching that, watching that injury back, and I'm not sure why. 90 degree angle. David, yeah, absolutely it was a, 
90 degree <laughs> angle and he just collapses right away uh talks to the bench hey i'm done this is bad you know right. and and so it could have been way say, worse did you see his quote afterwards in the game he said i've heard some crunches Oof. like I heard some good. crunches in your ankle. Like nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, I mean, that's just from any part of the body. <laughs> right. Unless, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, no, it, I, I, it wasn't good. It wasn't good looking, but considering how bad it looked, this is I, when that, when that report came in, David, when we got the email from Miami, I was like, grade two, like, right. wow, 10 days in a boot and then evaluated in two weeks. Again, who yeah. knows when he's actually going to come back. But so far the news has been good after, yeah. after an injury that looked pretty bad. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the headline on the on the press release could have been Tyler Hero undergoes season-ending surgery. So, right. I mean, that's yeah, that's the, the best case scenario completely. I mean, you know, it's it's tough because Tyler had been so important to what Miami has been doing and a big part of just helping keep them afloat over the first eight games of the season. Yep. Uh, Miami, you know, now has to find a way to replace his offense. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, we do have nine games that we're looking at without Tyler Hero, probably at minimum. Me, it could yeah. be a little bit more, but if if we're circling that Milwaukee game, I think we got a plan for nine games. You and I talked about this in the post game show after the Memphis win. If they can go three and six, four and five during that stretch, I think that would be a major win for the Miami Heat. But again, Tyler Hero, to your point, more important than ever to the Heat. We're going to tell you why after this today's episode is brought to you by jace medical look we spend a lot of time talking together you and i we get fired up together on wins and losses who starts and who sits even injury reports and i'm thankful for the connection we have and today i want our chat to be a little bit more personal i just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ed medications you realize what that means bring on extended travel Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue because you are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Ratio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. So go online right now at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com to get your 12-month supply of your daily medications. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Chase. I'm so thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half just to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply, and I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love, would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily medication, go to Jace Medical, that's J-A-S-E medical.com, and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app every day, or make sure you're tuned in on Monday for our reactions to this weekend's games without Tyler Hero. It's not going to be easy for the Heat. I've got some stats here that I want to get to 
and they show, I think, just how hard it is going to be to replace Tyler Hero. And the first one here is plus 15.2. And that's what the Heat score every 100 possessions more with Tyler Hero on the floor. This is according to Cleaning to the Glass. So they are 15.2 points per 100 possessions better on offense with Tyler Hero than without him. That is a dramatic, that is a dramatic number, David. And it makes sense. No, I mean... Look, for all the concerns about Miami's offense, and they've been valid, you know, the one bright spot, or at least the most consistent bright spot, aside from Bam Adebayo, has been Tyler Hero and his shooting, the way he breaks down opposing defenses, the shot selection, the the opportunities that he creates for himself and others also with his playmaking. There's so much that he's responsible for now in terms of the larger role that he's embraced and and thrived in this season. So I, I think... That, I mean, that number is pretty jarring there. I don't, I mean, I don't know that we've ever seen that kind of, that large a disparity in, when it comes to just one player on off numbers like that. Certainly not over the last couple of years, but even, I mean, Jimmy Butler maybe in the postseason. I don't know that in we the ever really would be the only thing, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the last time anything even came close to that was probably like LeBron in 2014, <laughs> honestly, you know? Um, yeah. uh, more specifically, the offensive rating with Tyler Hero. 111.2, so 111.2 points for every 100 possessions. That's what the Heat score when Tyler Hero is on the court. When oh, Tyler Hero is not on the court, 96. Oh! 96. That's very bad. It's so bad that it would be last basically every year since oh my God. 2016 I'm, in the NBA I, in offensive I, rating. I, I'm hearing like round ball rock playing in 1990s NBC NBA basketball. <laughs> when you tell me there's an offensive rating of 96, this is Heat Knicks in the playoffs, you know. Oh, final score, 82-81. That's Real barn burner. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, that's the difference between the 15th ranked offense in the league, which is sort of Miami's goal this year, and the 30th ranked offense. Like I said, dead last in the league, and not just this season, but in like forever. Um, the half court is going to be an issue too, David. Um, it's not like the heat were lighting scoreboards on fire before this, even with Tyler yes. hero, but right. that it, it's, it's going to get worse. And that's the oh. tough thing here in the half court. They were scoring 94.2 points per 100 possessions in the half court, which is sort of home home. It's not great. You'd like it for, to be better, but it's not as bad as what it's been without Tyler hero. And that's 85.4. And I made a joke in my, in, in my piece for all you can heat. Like, I think Nickelback could score 85 points every one on possessions in the half court in the NBA. Like, this, that is so bad. That is so Why bad. Why Nickelback? Just because Jimmy Butler likes him? Yeah, it was, it's a, I feel like it's a heat related joke. Is it Nickelback? He like, likes Nickelback. Yeah, I mean, he likes everything, apparently. I mean, you're trying to, if, as a writer, David, you should know this. You're trying to just come up with a reference. You got to find some sort of anchor on the reference. And that's the best I had. I hear you. I just, what I mean, rock band do you think could score more or less than Nickelback? Oh, is it that uh, Arcade Fire? That guy was always in the like celebrity game. Like that guy, he was actually legitimately. Like, he was a pretty Maybe good. Maybe like, pick like, him up. <laughs> he's like a legit six four, but he was more like a center type guy. You know, and, and okay. world outside of the NBA, six four guy who could probably play center. But he had some outside touch. I remember that much in the celebrity games. I don't know. It's uh, been a while. Great analysis. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> you brought up the Nickelback reference when none was necessary. You I was know? trying I, to I, make a point of how bad they are when Tyler Hero is <laughs> off the court. Is like they might as well just be Nickelback a pop rock band. Yeah, like that's that's kind of what their offense does. Um, uh, any it, any opportunity makes sense. Those numbers make sense from the eye test, don't they? So far this yeah. season. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, pretty jarring there. <laughs> how, how much he's responsible for. 
I don't know how they're going to go about replacing them. Uh, we're going to get to some players here in a second that specifically need to step up. I think this says a lot about just how good Tyler Hero has been for the Miami Heat this year, though. And so before we get to like players that actually need to step up, I think it's worth considering like what exactly are they trying to replace here? And the number one thing I think of is just the shot creation. And you and I have talked so much about Tyler Hero's shot creation, his shot selection, right. his shooting in general, and, and the volume. And, and he's shooting as many shots as anybody in the NBA right now. He's making them in a decently high clip, at least for the Miami Heat and what they're considering. But <laughs> I can't even believe these numbers that I'm about to read you. The three-point shooting is what they're really going to miss with Tyler here off the court. He's made 61 threes this year, highest on the team by a pretty decent margin. Uh, the Heat as a team have made 257 three-pointers so far this season. Tyler Hero is responsible for almost 24% of Miami's made three-pointers. And I think this number is even more jarring. He's responsible for a quarter. Oh, those are the three-point attempts. He's responsible for a quarter of the makes that the Heat have yeah. from three-point range. More over, than probably a quarter. 26%, 26%. Yeah, yeah it is it is crazy, and it is not going to be easy to replace just that specifically, not to mention the fact that Hey, when the when the when the shot clock is running down, there's seven seconds left. Just give it to Tyler Hero, let him create a shot, let him go to work. Like, other than right. Jimmy Butler, I'm not really sure who on the roster is doing a whole lot of that consistently. So that's basically what we're talking about. No, yeah, it's uh, absolutely the case. And, and look, I mean, it's just it has to be a group mentality. Uh, I think you'll start to see the kind of ball evening out in terms of offense. You know, I, you made a great point in yesterday's recap when we first heard the news. That it, I think it probably becomes. If that's necessarily a more egalitarian offense, it'll probably just be more similar to what we saw in the playoffs where somebody will take on a larger role individually, but everybody else is going to have to step up incrementally as well. We'll probably see, as you said yesterday, the ball in Jimmy's hands a lot more often, similar to what we saw in the playoffs when Tyler went down. And then it's just going to be Tyler, Jaime Hawkins, Duncan Robinson, who is likely to replace him in the starting lineup, et cetera. But those those shots, I mean, the, the shots that Tyler takes when the offense looks just dead in the water and maybe we'll start to see the team kind of improve overall because he's to some degree he's bailed out a lot of Miami's poor offensive possessions just because he can create those shots because when the shot clock is winding down he's probably your best bet to be able to make the shot maybe we'll start to see a little different a variation and Eric maybe Spolster could... is going to have to step in and just call more plays I think just flatly uh it's going to be a lot more strategic than hey Tyler Hero run this pistol action, kind of create some offense for yourself, go to town. You know, it's going to be a little bit more strategic. And hey, we got to run this pick, this pick, at the ball from here to there, that side to this side, just for a chance to open up some lanes here. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a little bit on Eric Spolster, too, to figure some things out. But oh, I want to yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to start with Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's got a usage rate this year of 23%. That's the lowest since joining the Miami Heat. Miami. And it's yeah. not close. Uh, it's been really low. We, we've talked enough about him getting off to a slow start. The last couple of games, it seems to be a little bit better. I know efficiently, uh, efficiency-wise, it wasn't his best game in Memphis, but he was at least being a participant in the offense, which was not okay. the case the first week of the season. Uh, yeah. Last season, he had a usage rate during the regular season, 25.6%. That jumped to 33% during that first part of the playoffs before mm -hmm. his own ankle injury kind of took its effects on him, and he kind of had to play more of a, a, a lesser role in the offense as the yep. postseason went on. 25.6% to 33% is a dramatic jump. That is 
that's basically like a Tyler Hero to a Russell Westbrook level of <laughs> uh, of usage rate. You know, that that's enormous. Yeah. And so um, that might be what the Heat need, though, from Jimmy Butler. Maybe not quite 33%, you know, peak Russell Westbrook, James Harden levels of usage, but closer to that than where he's at right now, which is a 10% difference in usage rate this regular season. So, I mean, uh, just walk it through, right? Like, instead of putting the ball in Tyler's hands, it'll go directly from, you know, it's let's say a missed opportunity, even inbound the ball, go to Kyle, uh, go to Kyle, go to Jimmy, either one of those two, have him kind of initiate. We saw yesterday against Memphis, they were trying to pick up the pace a little bit, get some opportunities in transition baskets. I think we'll probably see more of that, even though Tyler's so good in the half-court offense. I think we'll start to see a lot more transition opportunities as, as good as you possibly can get. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, the, the main the the main sort of staple of Miami's offense this season has been the Tyler Hero Bam out of bio two man game, specifically the pick and roll, but even dribble handoffs and things like that that flow into pick and rolls and, and, and stuff like that. And obviously Tyler Hero anchoring that second unit has been really important. They're gonna have to find somebody else to anchor that second unit in the meantime. Maybe this is gonna be a changed rotation for Eric Spolster as well. But if it's not the Tyler Hero Bam out of bio pick and roll. We've seen a lot of Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry pick and roll stuff, small, small pick and roll, that kind of thing. But I think it's gonna be a lot of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo pick and roll, probably more than we've seen at any point this season. Um, Bam Duncan too. Bam and Duncan also. I've got four more players that I want to talk about. Four more players who need to step up in Tyler mm-hmm. Hero's absence. We'll discuss that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, and a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. That makes a great combination. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so your entire entries excuse me, stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you've got a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player gets rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Uh, just make sure you go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA and you get a first deposit match of up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash LOCKDOWNNBA. Use the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-B-A, Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. We already talked about Jimmy Butler and what he's going to have to do to help replace Tyler Hero. And he's the main guy. It kind of just starts with him, and then it's sort of a trickle-down effect after that, isn't it, David? So we've seen the leap already from Bam Adebayo this season. 22.7 22.7 points per game. He's going to have to step up from a scoring perspective, but I'm looking at Bam specifically from a playmaking perspective now too. He's averaging 3.4 assists. I would like that to get higher up to like five-ish, right where Tyler Hero was averaging before his injury. That, like I said, the Tyler Hero-Bam out of bio pick and roll was so much of Miami's offense 
But I do think that there's still some untapped room there for Bam to just run stuff from the high post, from the top of the key, that just makes it easier on everybody else, where he could just control the offense almost Nikola Jokic style, have Mm. guys cutting and screening and dribble handoffs behind him and all that stuff. I think there's room there. And now that Tyler Hero does not need the ball in his hands because he's not playing, that that there's more space then for Bam Adebayo to have the ball in his hands in more of a playmaking role. We're going to get to one other guy who I think is going to be tempted to take on a more playmaking role, who I'm going to actively push against doing that. I think Bam has to be the playmaker here. It makes a lot of sense. I think we're going to see that, especially, again, with the Duncan combination. But, you know, you're going to have a lot of off-ball actions, some backdoor cuts, things of that sort. I'd like to see Jimmy kind of incorporate that with Bam, again, in the high post, kind of being the hub of the offense the way he was more often than not a couple of years ago. He still has possessions like that, but I think it's weaned a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll we'll start to see an uptick on that. So that's a good point there. And, and just, again, we, we, with Miami's depth being what it is, you've got a lot of different options. Haywood has shown that he could he's a good off-ball uh, cutter. I think mm-hmm. Jaime Jaquez, if he gets an increased opportunity, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, he'll get some more of those cuts as well. It, it, it's There's a lot of potential there for, Ty, for, I'm sorry, for Bam to take his game up to yet another level. And then how does he, of- how, well, just oh. by, out of curiosity, how do you think, like, can he balance the aggression that we've seen from him so far this season with this new added responsibility of being a playmaker? That's something I'm kind of curious about. Somebody's going to have to set him up. So I think it's going to be more Jimmy Butler, Bam out of biopic and roll. I'd really okay. like to see them just lean into that. Just, hey, get rid of the clutter here. Take your two best players, put them in an action together, go to town. You know, enough. Like, you don't have to get crazy. You don't have to really. Uh, with Tyler Hero gone again, if there was a positive from last year's playoff run, is that it just cleaned up the pecking order on my in Miami's offense. It's very clear now who Miami's best offensive players are. It's Jimmy Butler and it's Bam Adebayo and everybody behind them uh, with Tyler Hero out. And so you just take your two best offensive players, put them in a pick and roll together, and just let magic happen. You know, and I I, th- I would like to see more of that. So that that could help Bam get those opportunities, but it could also help Jimmy Butler get those opportunities. The two of them together. Meanwhile, speaking of both of them, going back to that stat we had on Tyler Hero's three-point shooting, we've seen yeah. Jimmy Butler now take uh, four three-pointers in back-to-back games. Bam Adebayo took a three-pointer two games ago. More three-pointers from both of them. The Heat need it. They absolutely 100% need it. It's not like a fun little option, cherry-on-the-cake type deal anymore. They need these guys to shoot some three-pointers. It's not even it, It's not even uh, debatable. They have to have it. So, yeah, no doubt. Here's the other guy that I hinted at before. Hmm. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry might be tempted to say, "Hey, Tyler's out. I'm the captain now. I'm going to mm-hmm. I need to I need to set the table for everybody. I need to get everybody going because Tyler Hero's not here anymore." And I would push back against that. And I would say, "Absolutely not." What the Heat are losing in playmaking, definitely some from Tyler Hero, but they are losing a lot in just points scored. And Kyle Lowry last night had 17 points against the Memphis Grizzlies. More of that. That's what they need from Kyle Lowry. And I think that's an encouraging sign that once Hero went down, Kyle Lowry started shooting more. Uh, he took a season-high seven three-pointers in that game. More of that. Less shooting or less facilitating. More just, just shoot the ball. Just shoot the ball. If Bam and Jimmy are running the offense, when the ball gets swung to you, let that thing go. Yeah, that's easier said than done. Oh, I, I I hear I hear what you're saying. I, I just I do tend to think that 
Kyle is too smart to monopolize the defense. I mean, the offense at this point. So I, I know that he's going to try to take on a larger role. I just, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to play out, whether it's just in terms of more shot attempts or to your point, more or less facilitation on offense. That's a, that's an interesting point to watch for in, in the, the next game they play there. I, I just also don't want to see an uptick in his minutes. Like, I mean, we, Miami's best chance at success down the road is for a healthy Kyle Lowry. And he's already playing a whole hell of a lot of minutes. I think he's playing like fourth most on the team so far. That's probably more than he probably should be playing at this point. So I, I don't know whether or not without Tyler gone, like does he play even more in addition to taking on a larger role in the offense, to your point, does he even play more minutes as well? That that could be a detriment. Just not. I mean, this kind of has a cascade effect too. Like you know, Tyler goes out now. Everybody's minutes play. Everybody has a larger role. Does that have some wear and tear down the road? Especially all this you know, early in last season with Lowry, right? They were dealing with a bunch of injuries, specifically to Jimmy Butler, and he had to play more minutes. Yep, sucks. But that's what they need. And I, I don't think I'm arguing for him to have a bigger role on the offense. I think I'm arguing the opposite. You know? No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, um, but we'll see. And look. That's sort of the formula here, right? When Tyler Hero went down in the playoffs last year, Gabe Vincent became a guy who was able to attack closeouts, attack bent defenses, just sort of be the secondary ball creator uh, in pick and roll and things like that. You're going to have to run that kind of stuff. And Kyle Lowry's going – I'm not saying that he's not going to run any offense. I'm, I just don't think he should have an uptick in frequency, in other words. And when the ball does come to him, he can't really afford to swing at the Tyler Hero and just let him do it because Tyler Hero ain't playing anymore. So he's just got to take the shots, right? So he can't afford to be choosy. Let's get to Duncan Robinson. Mm. You're going to like this. Okay. Yeah. People like me have been on here saying, hey, just shoot the threes, man. We love the two-point game. It's a great story. Hey, that's really cool. You can make a layup now. You could dribble more than twice in a straight line. Like, it's all good. And I, But I've said, hey, just, like, rein it back a little bit. Like, just tighten the ropes a little bit. And just keep shooting the threes. Keep doing the things that get you paid. But the, the one thing that you are absolutely elite at, keep doing that. But, David, now that Tyler Hero's hurt, you got to let that Bronco buck, baby. You just got to let him off the leash. Let him go. Let him do all the things that he wants to show. I think Duncan Robinson should let this be a showcase of his talents and all the things that he's doing well. Hey, I can attack the right side of the rim. I can finish with my right hand. I can do all these things. I could be a pick-and-roll guy now with Bam Adebayo. All of that stuff, it's very similar to when Talia went down last year and Max Struess was able to showcase some of his talents, got that big payday from Cleveland this offseason. Duncan Robinson is a better three-point shooter than Max Struess was and is, and he's probably a better passer than Max Struess was or is. And uh, defensively, there's still some concerns with Duncan Robinson, but I'm not really concerned about the defense right now because there's so much offense that they have to make up for with Hero out. <laughs> Go ahead, Duncan Robinson. You will not hear me complain about your shot selection in, in the least while Tyler Hero is out. I don't buy that either. I think you're going to complain about it. <laughs> Probably the next game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, all right, well, welcome to the uh, the right side of things. You've been on the wrong side for a while now. But, you know, it's it's good to, to hear you kind of come around and realize look, he couldn't have taken on this larger role that we expect from if he hadn't been slowly developing that versatility over the last couple of seasons. So now that he's shown that capacity – I think he's going to be much more comfortable and adept at being able to show those new wrinkles in his offense. Just create a different opportunity. You just It's going to be able to make baskets. He's, he puts a lot of rim pressure. I think he might be, I don't know, aside from who, I, I don't know who's put as much rim pressure 
as Duncan has over the last couple of games. Like his ability to put the ball down, drive to the rim. It's not a lightning speed or anything like that, but he's still been pretty effective in that role. So I, I'm glad that you're kind of coming around to that because There's you're absolutely going to need something good. There's stipulations. It's while Tyler Hero is out. You don't so get I wouldn't to, say I've fully you, come around, but you don't, you know, you, you don't get to have make those he's, stipulations. He's got to do it. Like there's no other opportunity. To. I know he has right to. now until the hero comes back. He's averaging 9.5 field goal attempts per game right now. That might have to get closer to like 18 or 19. Like I'm not even field goal attempts. No yes. way. No, I think he's got. He's gonna probably go like 13, 14. I'd say it's probably like a, a eight and six. At eight and five, eight and six, like eight three pointers with the versus five, maybe regular you know, two point field goal attempts. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I, between him and Lowry amp, r- ramping up his shot yeah. attempts, and then and then I guess Jimmy Butler also. Yeah. Duncan is not gonna about. Duncan is not gonna be what you just said about Kyle. He's not gonna be like I'm the captain now. He's not gonna be like oh no, give me the ball, I'll take you to the promised land. Like he's gonna get his shots, but he's <laughs> 15. 15 is the sweet spot, I think for Duncan. It's get up, high. get up closer to that. They're gonna need it. I'm, I'm not like this. Isn't like me. Just like, they're gonna need no, it. Somebody's gotta I take the it. shots. Tyler Hero is taking 21 shots a game. Somebody. So what are they averaging them. now in shots? Per, I mean, it's like Duncan's at 9.5. No, 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 no. I'm saying that's a team league glass in terms of shot attempts per game, right? I, well, they're near sure. the bottom in three point attempts. I don't know what it is in shot attempts per game. Okay. Um, I've got one more number. I've got one more guy for you. Okay. Josh Richardson. Oh, this boy. is not a situation where his usage rate is going to increase, but with Caleb Martin still out and no timetable on his return with this knee injury, he's going to be in the rotation. He just has to be. There's no other options, you know, and I know Heat fans have been really frustrated with him, and I get it. He's 10 of 33 from the field so far this season, 3 of 16 from three-point range. The only thing Josh Richardson has to do is make those shots. He's going to, he's going to get the same amount of shots as it was before. You just got to make them. And so he's just the last guy that I have on my list in terms of guys who need to step up. Yeah. I, uh, I hope you're listening to this show, Josh. Uh, we, the heat nation believes in you. Maybe they, they might be a little uh, shaky, uh, in their confidence, but I, I think uh, you might be a little shaky in your confidence as well, but I think there's a good opportunity there. And by the way, uh, the heat third lowest number of field goal attempts at 86.3. I wonder where we'll be, over the next two weeks, what Tyler sits out due to injury, yeah. they, they might drop all the way to last there. But their pace you know, is going to not. Their pace is not going to increase. Tyler Hero is one of the few guys on this team that were actually pushing the pace uh, early, taking shots early in the shot clock. Uh, so I don't know that the pace is going to improve. So they'll probably be right around that. Can I just throw a couple additional names there? I don't yeah. know what their opportunity is going to be like, but I. Like I maybe I'm just 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 kind of throwing stuff to the wall and seeing what sticks there. But you know, Nikola Jovic does he get an, in, an amount of increased playing time now? I think it would probably any have to. Time. Yeah, you're right. It would have to probably require an extra injury in the front court. I just I don't know what's going uh, on. Well, there. you could. Drew Smith played against Memphis. I suppose seems to trust him more than Jovic. Um, because of his defense, you know. Yeah, because think, defense, and he's a ball handler, and Tully Hero's down. But there's ways to kind of to goose the rotation a little bit, where you're giving more time to Jovic and maybe less time to a guy like Josh Richardson or Drew Smith. It could be an option, especially especially if they're looking for guys to just take shots. Like again, Jovic is not shy to take shots, and I think that's a skill that they kind of need right now with Hero out. Yes, and I'm also going to put this out there, and I know that you kind of shot it down yesterday, but I think RJ Hampton might get a call up because again he's just another offensive player when they probably desperately need some offense he might not be their best option but similarly to what you said about Jovic, not shy about taking those shots and i think he could 
you know, this is a good opportunity for him to show that he, he could be an NBA level player, not just a G League player right now. We'll see. Who do you think runs the second unit with Tyler out? If they if they kind of keep the same rotation pattern where they kind of try to put one creator that anchors that that Jaime Jaquez, Thomas Bryant, Josh Richardson second group. Is it is it Lowry? Does it have to be Lowry? I, I don't really know the other option. Probably has to be Lowry. But how does that substitution pattern work? Like you, you were just talking about cutting his minutes down, or at least keeping his minutes down to where it currently stands. Not up. Take Lowry, well. You take Lowry out midway through the first quarter, where you were taking Tyler out, and maybe you put Josh in there. It's going to be Josh, and then bring and then bring Josh. Lowry, bring Lowry back in towards the end of the first quarter or the beginning of the second quarter. That's probably what you do. I just don't know it's who. Gonna be, it's, I can't. It's it can't. Be Josh. The only other option could be Drew Smith anchors that second unit. I just don't really see it. I think you need like an experienced like real player to do that. I think it's going to be Lowry so, in that second unit. I think it's going to be Josh. And, Josh? And think, jo- Josh is already part of it. Yeah, but it, you can kind of change just, who your replaces Tyler, who just, I get. So in other words, you think somebody else replaces Tyler's spot, but Josh Richardson ends up running the second unit? Running, yes. Maybe that could be Jovich. Maybe it could be Drew. Maybe, it's, maybe it ends up being Drew Smith, and he just sort of plays off the ball where, you know, he doesn't really do anything, but whatever. Um, all right. We'll see what happens. We've got two games this weekend. We'll be back Monday with our reactions from that game and, and, and our reactions to what it is that the Heat really missed with Tyler Hero out. But for now, thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast app. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.